Why Life? Random discussions about life learning. Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast. This is called Why Life? Random discussions about life and learning. Officially, this would be my first episode because the one that I recorded last week didn't have the good quality recording. So I have to scrap that and do this sort of second episode, but it's actually the first official episode. So the idea of this podcast is basically discussions with people and share the story, whether, you know, big story, small story, because I believe that everyone has a story to tell. You know, you don't need to be a famous person to actually go into a podcast and Mm -hmm. to, you know, to tell the story, basically. So that's my vision, and interview people who is willing to share the story. And because I believe that everyone has a has set of principles or philosophies that they use in their lives to navigate life, um, and they can actually share those philosophies and principles that other people can use as well, and they can customize those principles and philosophies, and also and how to navigate their own lives. Mm-hmm. So that's my dream. And, um, and yeah, I've got Mel today. If you could just tell a little bit about yourself. Yeah, hello everyone. Um, so my name is Mel and I'm from Adelaide, South Australia. Um, I'm currently studying in my third year at university. I'm studying to be a high school teacher, a geography and English teacher, sorry. Um, so yeah, that's just a bit about me. Hmm, that's great. Yeah, so I think it's going to be an interesting discussion because especially with uni students because they they have critical thinking skills. So you know it's a good it's a good it's a good skill to have in especially when you try to discuss things like you know philosophies and, yeah, and, and sure. principles and to have a good interaction and I was just uh, telling you before about the f- first episode the, the failed episode that I did last week because mm-hmm. last week we celebrated four things it was my brother's birthday my sister's birthday my nephew who completed high school and my other nephew who finished uh, Bible school. Yeah. So the, the four events, and we cele- celebrated last week, and that afternoon we went to a cafe. My brother, my nephew, and, and myself, yeah. and we we, st- we started talking about success and achievements, and how my brother was saying that success. You don't really want to l- listen to what the media says about success because it's what the media or the journalists want to portray to the listeners or to the mm-hmm. audience about success. Because generally, they, their idea of success would be big houses, uh, fancy cars, mm-hmm. million dollars in the bank. That's the normal concept of success. And to some extent, you can't really blame them because you have to have some sort of tangible measurement on how you measure success. Yeah. Because for some, some people, it would be hard to measure like, you know, having good education. I mean, how do you measure good education? Or maybe having two degrees. Yeah. For some people, it would be hard for them to to say that it's a success um, because that's something that, that cannot be measured or it's, it's intangible. And I think my brother's point was that success should be self-conceptual. So it, it has to be you who has to define success. You can't let other people define success for you. Yeah. Because otherwise, Otherwise, you won't be able to achieve it. Because every person has different aspirations, I suppose, goals. Yeah. You know, some people want to have good education. Mm-hmm. You know, they want, they want to do master's degrees. They want to do PhDs. 
for some people they want to have two million dollars mm -hmm. after 10 years so it's it's different for every, everyone yeah so that makes success the definition of success different for everyone mm -hmm. yeah so that, that was the one of the topics that we were talking about yeah I mean that would have been really interesting because I think you know it is a very subjective thing where you know it's not a very level playing field I mean you've got seven billion people in the world coming from different backgrounds different experiences you know you all start off with different things what you know what's someone someone might be successful because they have a degree and two cars and a nice house but that might be you know not enough for someone else and I think it just depends on your experiences the things you've been through the things you've seen and all those things because you know, at the end of the day, all that matters is that you're happy and you're happy with your success because yeah. just because you're successful based on what everyone else thinks is successful doesn't mean that you're going to be happy. And I think what what is important is that you're reaching that success to achieve that sense of happiness, you know, yeah. to make sure that you are getting to where you want to get to in life, not where everyone else thinks that you should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, especially these days because with social media, mm -hmm. you know, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. You can see all these material things mm -hmm. and then subconsciously you don't really think about it but somehow at the back of your mind you say ah oh, that guy is successful that yeah. girl is successful and we didn't even analyze we just instantly think the guy or person is successful because of what we saw yeah so i suppose it's just convenient um to to have that measurement like mm -hmm. instant measurement something that you can actually see so you actually have to be conscious about it. Yeah. Not to be conscious that you, you know, these things are maybe, you know, maybe that's how they market themselves. Yeah. You, you know, um, show these fancy cars, big houses. You know, maybe they want to increase the Instagram influence or Instagram followers. Yeah. Um, and that's how probably they make money. And I think to some extent, you know, that's true. I mean, we all go on Instagram and, you know, as much as we don't want to admit it, we all yeah, go on there. And I'm, guilty. I'm guilty. You look at someone <laughs> and, you know, they've got a nice BMW or something. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's a thing of, wow, well, they must they must have worked really hard. They must be really successful. But you don't yeah. see, but I we guess. don't know, right? Yeah. You we don't, don't know. know the other parts of their yeah. life. You know, they might be filing for bankruptcy, for example. Yeah, exactly. You don't see that part. You only see the good parts of someone's lives. And I think... You know, that's a whole different topic, but I guess that's the problem with social media. Yeah. So, yeah, who's that in the background? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, we are recording this episode at Mel's house, so... We've got a full house. Yeah, forgive us for some noise in the <laughs> background. Um, as I do more episodes and recordings, you know, hopefully I'll I'll be able to uh, minimize this. You might have um, your own recording studio <laughs> soon. Yeah, who knows, who knows? So, another thing... I suppose I was going to say, you want to create goals, you want to make goals that are meaningful to you. Yeah. Right. But sometimes goals, it might be easy for other people mm -hmm. to just create goals like that. Yeah. But it might be hard for some people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some people need some inspiration from other people. Yeah. This, you know, things they might see on Instagram mm -hmm. or on TV or, or YouTube. Yeah. And then it triggers something in their mind, oh, hang on, I want to be like that. Yeah. And I wouldn't be that person. So, I mean, you can't you can't discount everything, you know, just because um, the one you know one media or one reporter does not a very nice thing yeah. doesn't mean you disregard all the rest. Yeah. Um, so you just need to be, I suppose, conscious and be smart about 
who you follow, mm-hmm. you know, what things you read. Yeah. Or you follow Instagram. Um, and yeah, and it has to be something meaningful to you as yeah. well. Um, and happy, you mentioned happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Because um, Jordan Peterson, yeah. for some of you who may not know, Jordan Peterson um, is a Canadian psychologist who opposed uh, a bill that was being introduced at that time in Canada. Uh, C sixteen, I think it was called. Um, I think it was for it was a bill to f- the the bill. I think it was designed to force someone. Like I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly, but um, I think the ideal of the bill was if someone asks you to address them with a certain pronoun, you have to address them with that pronoun. Right. And I think Jordan Peterson opposed to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's. How he gained traction, like followers around the world, because of that. Yeah. Um, and I think it was using the principle of freedom of speech that you mm-hmm. can't force someone to say something they don't want to. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, you'd be tampering with the freedom of speech. As and in the Western t- democracy, you can't do that. Yeah. You, you, you can't force someone to to say something or not say something. I suppose. <coughs> I suppose to some extent. I mean, there's probably things that the legislation can do, yeah. like for example, defamation laws, mm-hmm. that things it can't do, yeah. like if it, it's trying to um, discredit someone, but rep- yeah. you know, to destroy someone's reputation, so there's probably laws around that, yeah. that can do that, especially if it's false, which I think the basis of defamation law. But other than that, you can't possibly tamper with that basic freedom of speech, yeah. which is kind of agree with that too. And yeah, anyway, what did I talk about, John T. Peterson? Just oh, the happiness. Insight, just quick insight. Just quick insight about happiness. Because I think, um, yeah, going back to happiness thing, he was saying that it wasn't the goal to be happy, but to have a meaningful life. Yeah. Because he said, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you can be happy today, but if someone something happens tomorrow and it'll be, you'll be sad the next day. That's very true, and yeah. And he was saying, you have to find something meaningful to you that despite of the bad things that happen to you, you have the courage to continue on. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's actually true. So you have to have some sort of like goal, like a big goal. I mean, when I say big goal, not really massive, you know, and we want a big house or a million dollars. Well, I guess that's the thing, because I mean, you can't really make happiness a goal, because if you, it's not really a goal, it's just a, you know, it's an experience. Sometimes you experience happiness and sometimes you don't. You know, no one yeah. experiences complete happiness all the time. I mean, you've got people that claim they do, but I haven't yeah. really seen anyone yeah. fully happy, you know, 24 hours a day. And I think that you can't say it's a goal, because you don't just want to achieve it once and that's it yeah, because it's, it's just true. meant to be sometimes in life it's going to be upsetting and sometimes it's going to be really great and yeah. you've got to take both because what's up to happy? That's yeah exactly yeah. What's, what's up, up to happy? happy? I mean after oh, happy because if, you un- if you're going all the way up once you're up where is there to go? There's only down so mm. interesting yeah so I guess goals have to be more I mean something I think something e- like something that's doable so, for example, rather than saying, I'm going to run a marathon in one year, maybe say, okay, in six months, I'm going to be able to run five kilometers. And so every day for the next six months, you work towards Train. that. And I think five kilometers is a doable 
thing in six months. Yeah. And rather than overwhelm yourself and, you know, when you create yourself such a big goal, it gets, you know... It, it gets, gets too like, big that exactly. it's, you're just going to say, oh, crap, it's too big. Yeah. I'm not you just give anymore. up because, yeah. well, it's too hard and yeah. it's not... It's not doable, and yeah. so. But when you do something more realistically, more you break realistic. down the task. Yeah. I think that's when it's like. Yeah. It's the same with, I guess, that's assignments true. and stuff. It's just things. Anything that's difficult, when you break it down into different smaller parts, yeah, different yeah. components. I think that's what makes it more it's achievable. That's actually a good point. I think I think it was Jordan Peterson who said. I can't remember. Hang on, I don't remember what words. The te- he he was using a te- terminology, psychological terminology. I think it's called proximal optimal proximal something something proximal right that you you want to you want to do something that will challenge you mm-hmm. um but not too much mm, that um just to make you you know to make you give up yeah um cuz you want to do something that you um that will bring the best mm-hmm. out of you yeah um so it's not a massive goal but <coughs> a realistic goal yeah, and I think yeah, having something realistic definitely helps yeah. in any situation, really. Yeah, and it's a good thing that you um, pointed out the breaking down because, like, sometimes, oh, especially at uni, when yeah. you get this massive essay due mm-hmm. in like a week, yeah, and then um, you haven't started it yet. Yeah, I mean, the first <laughs> thing you do is you start. go into that meltdown mode and you think, "What have I done?" Yeah, and then that's a good <laughs> point. You break it down. So yeah. okay, let's break it down. So, how many words? Maybe a thousand words. Okay, mm-hmm. a thousand words. How do I break it down? Maybe introduction. Yeah. Um, and then um, a brief introduction of the facts. Maybe analysis. Mm-hmm. And then conclusion. So, break it down. Maybe introduction, you have 200 words. Yeah. Um, introdu- brief statement of facts, maybe 150. Mm-hmm. And the body of the analysis, that's... But I don't know, 500 and the conclusion, the rest. Yeah. Um, I mean, so that's yeah. exactly how I break it down. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's more like, okay, I'm, get, I'm getting somewhere. Yeah, because then you down. look at the first part. I mean, like, I usually skip the introduction, to be honest, and I go straight for the, for the body. And I yeah. think, I, I mean, when you're starting an essay, and especially more for the longer ones, if it's like a 3,000 word essay, you yeah. just think, where do you start? Yeah. You know, what's the first sentence that's really going to you know, appeal to your lecturer. And so it's very overwhelming at the start. And yeah. so when you just say to yourself, look, just do 200 words, you know, what I like to do is give myself 200 words a day as well to do. And it's like, then, you know, you when you achieve those 200 words, you can go do well, something fun yeah, after that. Yeah, Whereas great if, momentum. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you just say, oh, I've got to do a thousand words by the end of the day, you know, you might struggle and then you lose interest and that's when it all starts going wrong because yeah. you start looking at your phone, you start yeah. going on other websites, it's just your mind gets distracted. Yeah, so you want some, something more specific. Yeah. And I think that's probably the same. I don't know if I use it, I don't know if it's the best analogy with mm-hmm. the measure of success. Like, you know, the house, yeah, the money, the fancy cars, that's mm-hmm. people can they see, it's, really, it's measurable, Yeah. it's specific. But you mean say good education? That's 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 a broad concept. That, yeah. Um, it's hard to use that as a measurement for success. Yeah, because some um, people might view broad, education yeah. as yeah. you know the most important thing, yeah. whereas to some it might just be an additional tool that's available for some. Yeah, and also about that essay and how the essay. 
because SA is just one goal. Once maybe sub 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 goal. Yeah. To to a bigger goal, which is like completing the subject, mm -hmm. and then com passing the subject is part of the goal of completing your degree. Yeah. And then completing the degree is part of your bigger goal of what we what you want to do, like yeah. long term. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, it's amazing how these small goals contribute to to whatever to a bigger goal. Absolutely, maybe. I think that's why it's important to celebrate. The small successes as the well. The small successes, yeah. You know, that's, that's if I get a, a grade point. back and it's, you know, even one percent better than I thought it was going to be, I'm gonna, gonna celebrate that because, it feels great, and that's, it's something small and it might not matter in ten years time. That's but a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to wait ten years to celebrate. No, it might not matter then. <laughs> but yeah, it might not matter. Then, but it yeah. mattered in that moment. At that moment, yeah. yeah that's and a it very made good you point. feel, you know, that feeling when you yeah. log on and you check you your grade. Check your grade. And you think, wow. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point, especially to our um, student, to the students who are yeah. listening. It's a good point to actually celebrate, just small, small, small milestone, like just yeah. you know, passing the assessment. Mm -hmm. You know, the first assessment out of three assessments of that subject. Yeah. And maybe after the exam, after the, after completing the whole subject. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a good point. I probably I should do that more often, but. You should. Yeah. Seriously, celebrate every little thing. Cele celebrate every little thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what else do I want to talk about? Like philosophies. Mm. Happiness. I love talking about happiness. Sadness. Sadness. Oh, yeah. I was, you know, remember when I was talking about um, who created evil? Mm hmm. That was a good discussion. Okay, well, we can do with that. My nephew. Because he went, went to Bible school. Yeah. So that was a good topic for him. Yeah. I sort of like asking. So, so how hey, old is your is your nephew? I think twenty. Okay. And yeah. what did he kind of say about it all? Did you ask him after he had I, uh, finished? No, this is like during the Bible okay. school. Yeah. What What's your take about it? About evil? Yeah. Who like who created who created evil? Evil. I don't know necessarily who created evil. I mean, what we were having a quick discussion about before earlier today was just about um, na nature versus nurture and how that comes into things, and it's it's not really like a clear cut answer because it's just kind of like does evil has evil just been manifested into different things, or you know does it get created when but, but in certain all, moments? But you know all these things mm -hmm. that you think are evil. There has to be a concept behind those things. Yeah. That's evil. But then the next question would be, who created that concept of evil? Well, what do you define as evil? Yeah, that's another question too. <laughs> yeah. Like, geez. Yeah, somehow you have to break this down. Like, created evil. Like, you would have to assume that it's created. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, I think human beings, as human beings, we do make mistakes. And I think some people do bad things but it doesn't necessarily make them you know an evil person but i think that you know for example someone might someone might do something really terrible yeah and it's like maybe they were just having a really really horrible time in their life and for the next 20 years of their life they do charity work and they give back to communities and you know they change their life around yeah. So what you know what happens to the evil there? Are they still considered evil because they made a mistake? I think it, I think everyone deserves a second chance. I think so too. Because um, 
I mean, that's probably the beauty about being a human being is that whatever you've done in the past, you mm -hmm. can correct in the future. Yeah. Um, and you have the ability to make a decision moving forward and completely forget what happened in the past. Because exactly. you obviously can't change that. That's you, already yeah. happened. You can't change it. And I don't think, I think this, you know, some people may punish themselves for it, but I think that, you know, you, you're just a human being. We, we all make mistakes. And yeah. I think that we all make mistakes along the way and we're all constantly learning. Yeah. And so it's important to remember that, I think, because, you know, you might not want to forgive someone because they've hurt you and it's hard to see things from their point of view. But when you view it as a thing of, well, I could have made that same decision yeah. if circumstances were different. I yeah. think that's something, you that's know, empathy. Yeah. yeah. And it's really hard to remember in certain situations because our first thought is to be petty. You know, when things in certain situations, we're going to be petty because we want to make that person feel hurt, I guess, in some yeah. situations. And that shouldn't really be the way. And I think as we grow older, that's what we kind of learn. We learn that people do make mistakes and we're going to be doing the it's same, the same things. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's good. That's a good point to our listeners. Yeah. And for everyone, I suppose. No matter who you are. No matter who you are. No matter what you're going through. Yeah. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Have that empathy. Like yeah. put your sh shoes in, into Always, the yeah. other person. Because you, you'll never know. Yeah. Maybe I mean, you'll be the next person. And there was also that thing. I mean, this is just going off topic a little bit, but it's to do with empathy as well. And I read a quote, and it was actually what I was on Instagram, and it was something along the lines of sympathy is looking at someone, you know, that's sitting there and has no food and is begging you for food and just feeling sorry for them because yeah. you're in a position of power. Whereas empathy is acknowledging that you could be, that could be you in that position, but the only thing that's separating you from that person is luck. And I think that is a very strong, strong message that, a, yeah, it really stuck good. with me yeah. because I think it's, it's so true. I mean, I could easily be in your shoes. You could easily yeah. be in mine or it, you know, it's a coincidence. It's a yeah. bit of a second and something to think about. Yeah. Oh man. You know, when you see, for example, a homeless person on the, on the street in the city, you know, maybe yeah. buy them a meal because Wait, that could have been you. If it you really have spare money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but some people I think would be cynical. Like mm -hmm. um, some would think that oh, there's coming, there's a lot of scam out yeah. there, and you know not all scams are online. Yeah, some of them can be in the streets. I think that is a very common thing that people say, and I think yeah. the problem with that is, you know, if someone comes up to you and says, "Look, you know, I don't have any money. My son is five, and you know, I need to pay for his medical bills." Yeah. If you had the money to spare, I think, and you didn't, that's a reflection on your character, you know, that's and true. whether he, whether that person that's asking you for money is telling the truth, or that's not. that's going to be a reflection on their character. So as long as you've done the right thing, it doesn't matter. As soon as you yeah. give that money away, it's no longer yours. You've chosen to do the, to do the right thing and mm. help someone else. But that's a reflection on your character. But what, what the other person does with that money is a reflection on theirs. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah. Unless you have reasonable doubt. Yeah, I mean, if that you think... the person is a scam. For sure. I mean, yeah. if someone, you know, generally, if they're asking you, if someone's asking you for money and you say to them, or oh, can I buy you a meal instead or something? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they go off at you, I think, <laughs> you know, you probably yeah. think, okay, well, I don't know about something's this. Not, yeah, something's yeah. not right with it, so... Yeah, I think you have to be also yeah. smart about it. Yeah, I well. mean, trust your gut, but yeah. I think, you know, yeah. always just try to help people and 
Yeah. Even if it's if it's a scam, then you know yeah. if I've bought somebody a meal and it's a scam, that's okay. I can still you know I'm still gonna eat. Yeah, still and gonna so eat. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> but it ha- happened to me once. Um, I'm not sure if I told you about it. Uh, in Melbourne, someone mm-hmm. asked me um, some money because he need he needs to go back to Sydney. Yeah. So he needs the money to buy a bus ticket. Right. That night. So I gave him some money, mm-hmm. and I think a week after that. Um, same guy came up to me. Same script. Right. And I knew, hang on, I remember this guy. <laughs> Did you say that? I remember sc- you. <laughs> like, that's, how, that's when I realized, ah, oh, this is a scam. Yeah. Same script, same guy. So after that event, it was, it, it's hard for me. Yeah, not you to become be skeptical. skeptical. Yeah. 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 Um, and I suppose the, the way we view things sometimes, mm-hmm. or the way we look at things, depends on the events that happen to us. Yeah. Or the, what people uh, have done to us, mm-hmm. and and I th- uh, think somehow that affects our judgment. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So. Yeah. So, so now you're not probably more that you're not as likely. No, to, not as likely as easy. Because yeah. it used to be just just easy. Just yeah, and I can see why you would have those apprehensions because when you can see that someone's done that, it's just. I mean, you wonder what, like, why am I helping? Because is it yeah. just gonna end up? Yeah. you know going to waste but and I don't know if it's a healthy thing because because of that single thing that happened yeah I'm, almost I'm always skeptical which I don't want to be yeah like you but sometimes it's just hard to do it because is hard of that to do, one yeah. event just one event imagine that's amazing right just one event one event that's all it takes you, that yeah. all it, that's all it takes and then all your future judgments are um, yeah. it's affected I think, yeah, I think that's why it's important to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, yeah. you've got your hand burned in the fire, but you just pick a new fire and, you yeah. know, try something else. But I think that yeah. there's going to be, or there's always going to be people that are dodgy and insincere in the world. But for every person that's insincere, there's always a nice, kind person, you know, yeah. next to them. And I think that one day you could, you know, you might end up helping someone that really deserves it. True. And you might not know it, but that could just be what happens in the end, so... Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. It's kind of hard with this first episode. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's gone through yeah. already yeah uh, well it's been interesting I like um, that we can still like stop for a bit though and like it's not ruined yeah because you don't want to be <coughs> I mean we're not machines no we also need time to like reflect Ta- exactly taking reflect. what we've been discussing in the last what half an hour mm-hmm. um, I'm really glad I brought up that quote because I really I, I wanted to tell you that quote for so where long where did you get that quote it. from I got it from Instagram because um Anything that See, Instagram is not bad at all. It's not bad, is it? <laughs> Anything that I think... Well, the reason I felt that is because someone had posted a thing about... A thing about sympathy, basically. Okay. Or a thing about just not understanding something. Yeah. And I think that's when I read that quote and I thought, wow, like, it's really just... You know, it really is a position of power thing where people can't feel... Where some people won't be able to feel empathy because... They can only view things from their position of power. They don't view things as, oh, wow, that could be me too. They just view it as, I'm so glad that's not me. I wonder and I wonder if it's conscious or not conscious. Because if you're a human being, yeah. do, you, do you believe that every human being has the ability to do that? Whether you're in a position of power or not? Just because of To have empathy, being, you mean? Yeah, both, I suppose. I think some humans aren't capable of it. I think that... 
you you do meet different people. I mean, we we meet different people in all walks of life, and we go to uni. And I mean, how we met is the most random thing in the world. Yeah, we how met random through, was that? I mean, we'll just go through it quickly. But yeah. we met in Aarhus, Denmark, in um, Aarhus University, doing a a random law random course. Climate um, law subject. Well, for me, what I thought was a geography course, and I ended up in a in a law course. But um, yeah, that's how I, I met Ronello and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, you meet different people with all walks of life and I think you meet with people with different levels of empathy and different yeah. levels of kindness, compassion, things like that. You're never going to meet... craziness, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's different with everyone. But I think that, you know, there are people that aren't capable of empathy and that's why they can do such horrible things because they don't have those... Do you think it's um, conscious, deliberate or not? I don't like think it's deliberate. Of, I don't think it's, it's part something. Of the, the, so they're born with it. Like I mean, I think it's just it's, a, it's no, again the whole nature versus nurture yeah. thing. I mean, what you, you know, for example, what we we could have two very different childhoods. You know, what I yeah. went through and what you went through could be completely different, and so therefore you may be a more empathetic person, mm. and you made me more patient. You may be more kind. And, you know, whereas maybe I didn't have the same network around me and the same tools to deal with certain situations and therefore, that's you know, true. I, don't, that's true. I don't really care about everyone else. I just kind of look at how things affect me. So that's, I mean, that's not how I view things, but I think that's just an example of what happens when you've got two different situations. Yeah. I mean, in this world, especially where we've got numerous different different situations, I think that, you know, it can create different different levels of personality, but... There's definitely people with very high empathy and you'll see them, you know, for example, if they see a, a dog get run over, you know, that could be a horrible thing for them. And then for the next week they could cry, yeah. you know, and whereas someone else may see the same thing and they're not affected by That's it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I suppose you can put that in a scale. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you can use, you know, numerous Degrees. concepts to, to kind of measure it. But I think, measure it, yeah. yeah, there's definitely different, different mm. levels of empathy and mm. depending on how how was your um how you were brought up yeah i would i would say that that would have something to do with yeah. it you know and people around you definitely i mean the people around you are essentially who you are yeah. you want to have good people around you because that's you adopt you know everyone around you you adopt their mannerisms you you want to find people that you share the same values the same sort of mindset you know, and I think that's how you genuinely gravitate toward each other. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, you yeah, gravitate towards the people with the same with the same interests. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what nice. I mean. I don't know if we necessarily share the same interests, but we just seem to. We always seem to have things to talk about. Why do you think we clicked? I'm not sure. Yeah, we didn't actually talk about that. Yeah, it wasn't like it was just a matter of like you know it was one conversation and then then it was well let's be friends. It was more of a. I mean, we had a couple of different chats, I think. Yeah. Because I think you were hanging out with um, Joel. Yeah. He was he was the first person that I ever saw yeah. in um, in uni. So yeah. straight away, you know, you go to the person you see and then... Yeah, and then I was just walking towards the cafeteria. Yeah. And I've got no one to walk with. Yeah. And then I saw you, I think. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It was like, well, let's just all make yeah, friends. Yeah. And then I think what really started to form the friendship, though, was... Was it the the night we all went out for a drink? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was the welcome... Is it, was it the welcome dinner? Oh, the welcome... Or the, was it separate from the Christmas dinner? Yeah, so we had the welcome dinner. 
Right, so so we had the welcome dinner, and yeah. then I think we didn't really necessarily talk then, but then we had the Christmas dinner. Yeah. Sorry, no, we did meet up... Well, we were... No, no, we had the welcome dinner. That's yeah. when we sat in the same area, same Okay, yeah, table. we were on the same table. And so we, we were discussed, on the same table. We discussed the weekend. We discussed the weekend, yeah. exactly. And we said, oh, guys, we met... Oh, what even happened? Yeah. We met some random... Okay, so what happened was we, re- we met some random guy who wore monkey suits in this bar. And he <laughs> said to us, come to my come to my pub crawl. And we said, well, sure. We, we know no one yeah. and we've got nothing else to do. And uh, John went away. We, so. Yeah, when I first hit it, oh, man, pub crawl, because I don't drink. So yeah. Was, oh, okay. But really, I mean, we were all just like, let's just do it. Yeah. And so then we went. Yeah. And I think we had a really good night, honestly. Yeah. Was that... So when did the... F- Asian restaurant dinner happened. Was that after the pub crawl? That was after. I'd, yeah, after. it was definitely after the pub, after crawl, the pub crawl. So, oh, yeah. I mean, we weren't in yeah, Denmark so for very long at all, but... That was good. So that welcome dinner, yeah. Um, then Christmas dinner, then the weekend, and then the... Well, no, because Christmas dinner wasn't till the last part. Oh, the last right part. Right before we were about yeah, to leave. That's yeah, that's right. So that was kind of yeah. like just the goodbyes of the, of the yeah. friendship, I guess, but... Um, that's good that I organised it dinner at Thai restaurant honestly that yeah that was good that was good we had fun I remember that there was we four had of us of there were four of us that was one of the best nights of my yeah. life I don't know why we had some good chats yeah everyone was in like a good mood I was just I was just laughing oh man I was crying <laughs> just I was yeah I cried laughing <laughs> we went to the toilet once stage <laughs> <laughs> and then um and then Yu Chen got upset because she ordered the dessert and that was not nice and oh, she yeah. wasted the calories for the day yeah yeah, that was a good day. That was a really good day. And I was talking about the girl that I met at HH that I went to. Oh, that, that's what bonded us together, I think. There's, I think vulnerability and opening yeah, up to that's someone. that's a good point. Yeah. Because um, I, think, I think you have to be willing to be vulnerable mm-hmm. to be able to gain the trust of other people. Otherwise, they won't share their stories. They For won't sure, share yeah. Anything. Because I think you've got, like, basic level of friendships where we could have met up, you know, and it could have been a thing of, we could have met in Denmark, and it could have been a thing of, well, we studied together, and we'll never see each other again, but this was great, yeah. you know, and it was really nice meeting you guys, see ya. But we didn't do that. We decided to talk about our feelings and all the things that were upsetting us or making us happy or the things yeah. we were scared about, and we talked about those things. Yeah. And I think those two weeks were a very intense time for all of yeah. us. I mean, it wasn't long, but... Being away from home, you know, it for can any be time. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, it can be yeah. scary. We were by we were by ourselves. We didn't yeah. know what was. We didn't really get didn't a preparation. Exactly. Yeah. We yeah. were just kind of. We got sent an offer, and we all accepted it. And I think yeah. we were just there on the first day, and it was we winged it all really. Yeah. And I think it was very scary, and it was very. Yeah. You know, it it could have been really overwhelming if we hadn't had that group. Hmm. That's actually true. Yeah. And I think that's a good point, especially for people who. Who may be who may be struggling to mm-hmm. make friends? Um, that that's one of, probably that's one of the techniques tips yeah. that we can give you is to to be willing to be vulnerable to yeah. share yourself. You know, you don't have to wait for someone to open up. Exactly. Just, you know, do the initiative. Yeah. Um, and you know, and people will open up actually. Yeah, and if you. that person isn't meant to be, you know, your friend, and if that person doesn't click well with you after you've yeah. opened up, then that's okay, you know, you've opened up, you haven't lost anything. Yeah. You know, you move on and you find someone else. And you, there's so many people yeah, on, exactly. that you will always yeah. meet and, you know, there's always someone for you. Yeah. 
yeah. it, whether you meet them now or whether you meet them in two years you know no matter where you are right now you're gonna meet yeah some really good friends and if yeah. it's just one friend that's all you need that's yeah. all you need just one person that's a good person exactly. and helps you out in life but the more the better the exactly the, the more the merrier the <laughs> and I think also the willingness to get out of your comfort zone yeah like you know just just this decision to actually go overseas mm-hmm. do this exchange subject to another country you never um, have been before yeah um, I mean I'd recommend it to that. anyone I think I wouldn't have gone to Denmark if it wasn't for uni yeah I don't think ever in my life I would have gone there it's amazing how the events turn up events yeah um, came into that's why I really think yeah. I mean it's that whole thing of whatever's meant to be will be I guess but I yeah, really do believe feel, in that I, I do, do to some extent that, I really feel that we sure, needed to go on that trip because for me it was a very random trip I don't think I didn't really plan it in advance I was just yeah. I just applied for it thinking I want to go on exchange somewhere and then when I got offered it I thought maybe I won't accept it because you know it's not really necessary for me to go it was just more of a fun thing to do but then I thought yeah. well why not let's just go to Europe so um <laughs> You know, I do think that it was meant to happen because, and you know, just the part where our group just happened to click so well as well. Yeah. I think that. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. For five people to just be, you know, good friends, just like off the bat. Yeah. I like that. And after two years, here we are. Yeah. We're still, here. We're still friends. And yeah. You know, we do still talk. That's it's crazy. not like we just see each other every six months and that's it, but we do actually FaceTime. Yeah. We do talk on Messenger and. Yeah. The friendship is very much alive. That's good. <laughs> and I like this, um, like the, just this ability to discuss things and yeah. and um, be, be, you know, the the honesty mm-hmm. talking about any any topic. Um, and also, I think um, what, what was I going to say? I just went blank, man. Um, <laughs> how would I know what you're going to say? <laughs> good. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna ask. Okay. Um. You know, you know when you said it's meant to be. Yeah. So do, do you believe that there's some sort of like a divine intervention? So how do you how, what do you attribute that meant to be? I mean, I don't view it as a whole. You know, everything in our life is planned out, and you can't make your own choice because everything's already done for you. I don't. I don't view it as that kind of way. But I just kind of think sometimes we have to let certain situations pan out the way they do because things are going to happen and sometimes we need to let go of that control because when we let go of that control that's when it's got that freedom to go different ways you know what you think you want to happen may not necessarily be the best path for you and so if you kind of give up that freedom of control yeah and you think well this could go many ways but i'm just willing to let it then i think that it opens up those possibilities for you know things that might actually be better for you and i think you know, when that when that all happens, you can just say, "Well, that's what was meant to happen." Yeah. You know, because I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be this whole big thing, but just in certain situations where, you know, if say for example we decide we want to go to Thailand tomorrow, you know, I think it can be a good the, thing in that way. Yeah. Because that's, that's another question. What, yeah. So of all the places, of all the countries, why Denmark? So what? What actually yeah. why made we... you think about Denmark? Like, do you believe that? Like, I don't know, the way we... What the process behind making a decision yeah. to pick a country. Well, for so me, I was choosing between... I don't know what you were choosing between, but I was choosing between Denmark and Germany. Yeah. And I think that I just maybe got offered Denmark first. 
I think I, I applied for both of them or either it was one of them or I, I either just started the application for Germany and just couldn't be bothered finishing it. Oh, so there was a possibility that you would pick Germany? Yeah, there was there was okay. a, a, a possibility there. was there. a good possibility, like a 50-50? Yeah, it was probably yeah. a 50. It really could have been... It could have been anywhere. That was the mm. thing. Because mine was Denmark. So yours was definitely when I set When I saw... Because I always wanted to go to Denmark. Okay. When I first... Like, when I saw the exchange program... Oh, okay. Here you go, Je- right. Denmark. Applied straight away. So that was like... I had your name all yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it's just so amazing. That's so, why I so, think... So your, your process making that Denmark decision is different from mine. Yeah. And well, it's very different because mine yeah. was more of a... Well, I don't really have any intention on going to Denmark, but I'll go for the sake of it. Whereas yours was, I want to go to Denmark and I will. Yeah. And I think... And you were going for your course because you had a course yeah. to do over there. And whereas mine wasn't really even... I mean, That's I've just crazy. done a... Yeah. They, okay, you know, thank you to my uni for al- <laughs> allowing me to count it as geography, but honestly... Yeah, one of the best decisions. <laughs> easily the best decision of my life. <laughs> yeah. Because I think... I think that not only to do with just life now, but also I think after we finished in Denmark, I don't think, you know, people know about this yet, but we travelled around, and not with each other, we all travelled kind of our individual yeah. ways because we, had, we hadn't we had known each other when we were making these plans, yeah. and so we had to. And I think that was even scarier because we had the comfort of each other. Yeah. When we left, it felt even scarier to go out and do things. And so for me, I was just thinking, wow, I'm, I should just go back home. <laughs> but having, you know, you there to talk to on, yeah. on some nights where yeah. I was like, wow, what am I doing? It, it really helped. And I, I remember mean, when you called me and when yeah. I was in Sweden. I mean, we had multiple phone calls. We had <laughs> I multiple. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it was so clear. I can still remember it vividly. Like really? I was sitting in my Airbnb accommodation in Sweden. And then, what is smell? What's happening? I'm trying I'm to not sure where were you then. Wait, where were you? You were in... Sweden. That's uh, that was like um, was that last one? week of Jan, oh, last year of Jan. Oh, that okay. was the first country. Outside. I would have been in Spain, I reckon. Okay. Would I have been in Spain? Or had I? Because I'm just trying to. Uh, honestly, Europe was like two years ago. It's yeah, yeah. Was a good. It's actually a good area. The, yeah. The place I stayed in Sweden. Like everyone drives Volvo. Oh, and then right. I asked the um where the because I think the owner went to the holiday house that weekend. Yeah. And and they just gave me instructions on how to get in. <laughs> oh, this is where you go. Just get the key. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I managed to get in. Yeah. Um, after a number of instructions. <laughs> <laughs> um, lucky I didn't uh, lose what uh connection. Um, yeah. Uh, mobile connection. Oh, I mean that was the because, biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, Europe. because they were, had an issue with in um, in Czech Republic yeah. with my mobile connection. But good, that it didn't happen in Sweden. Um, and then when they get back from their holiday house, I asked them, "Oh, everyone drives a Volvo around here. Oh, yeah, this is Volvo con- Volvo country." <laughs> um, so yeah, it's yeah. So it's, it's weird, isn't it? How different countries have just got their own sort of lifestyle yeah yeah it's different no matter where you go i like yeah. that i like experiencing and that new yeah even danish people they have like they're like they don't like big spaces like americans do yeah um, they're very like, simple minded i'd say yeah. very yeah very minimalistic you know like the apartment styles mm. as well um all the airbnbs that we stay at as well yeah. you probably simple. noticed that because you, you've been to america yeah like um like how big your average room mm-hmm. where you stayed in America compared to 
Denmark. Yeah. Mm. I'd say it was more... Yeah, it was probably more grand. And I think, you know, you've got... I'd say it's more of a... Because, I mean, we were talking about the Higge lifestyle, and I yeah. think that's probably to do with it as well. And yeah. I think... I mean, I'd love to feel that, you know, contentness where you're just having a nice dinner with your friends and yeah. you just feel so happy. Like, you know, I'd, I'd really love to feel that. But yeah. I think... Yeah, I think it's related too. Like, having mm. small spaces... Mm-hmm make sure you not focus on those big spaces yeah. because you only have space and then because of that you have more time to focus on your friends and yeah. spending time with them exactly. rather than having the big spaces and focusing on oh, how I'm going to fill this space in my house Yeah. like you buy more stuff you buy a bigger TV big TV bigger TV mm-hmm. and a bigger bigger TV and it's like will that make you happy in the end yeah. I mean you might feel yeah. happy at the time yeah it's just, it's just crazy with your space man like with this yeah if you have a big space, there's some, I don't know, you just want to feel that space. Yeah. And you want to, you know, want to buy a bigger, big furniture and then a bigger furniture, mm-hmm. um, a couch and then a bigger couch. Yeah. But it's good that, you know, Danish people ha- have that lifestyle because yeah. if you only have a small space. Which I mean, a majority of them yeah. do. They live in, in apartments. Yeah. And- small table and it's so it looks so nice and cozy though yeah, you know yeah. it looks so inviting and I think if I had to choose between that two bedroom apartment or the you know four bedroom house I'd probably choose the apartment because yeah, yeah. yeah I mean seeing them achieve that yeah. sense of you know contentness and happiness yeah. from something so simple it's when, just it's a wake up call and it's funny how they um, transfer their design mm-hmm. furniture you know, Danish furniture to, I don't know, other countries, mm-hmm. Australia or maybe America. Yeah. So f- I feel like this is just my opinion. It's taken out of context mm-hmm. um, because Danish people don't like big spaces. Yeah. But then you take that um, technology design yeah. and bring it to like America where they like bigger spaces. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work because generally maybe Americans love bigger spaces. I don't mm-hmm. know compared to Danish people. Yeah, I would probably say so. I mean, yeah. based on the housing hmm. comparability, I would, yeah. I would say that's a... Yeah. I suppose that would be the general... Um, that would be the general opinion, but there could be individual differences. Yeah, and know? there always will be, but yeah. for the majority part, the majority I think part. that's a, um, a fair yeah. conclusion. But I personally, I prefer small spaces because they're obviously... It's actually it's actually cheaper because you yeah. you know you know you know ah oh, I'm gonna get a, a bigger couch mm-hmm. because since you only live in a small space um, you're probably stuck in a um, stuck with like small dining table or small yeah. couch or small furniture yeah so there's no really um, reason for you to buy bigger one yeah or bigger TV I mean I guess that's the thing we're always buying things we don't need to try to fuel some sort of happiness or feeling, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what we're searching for, but... It's also consu- consumerism. Yeah. yeah, and I think I'm a sucker for consumerism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great. you can be a uni student, you can be a doctor, I think you can be anybody, and, you know, you'd, you'd still be... It's how they design the, the shops, man. Like, yeah. you walk into... They present these products really um, tempting to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that looks good. That looks great. <laughs> then you ended up buying it, and then you end up, oh... You get home and then you buy this uh, big flat screen. Oh crap! Why did I buy this? Yeah, because I mean, I guess when you w- walk into the shop, it's kind of similar to. The, I mean, we were in IKEA today. We were walking around and we were discussing how, 
it makes you feel like you could imagine that it was in your house or in your apartment. Yeah. And I think when you go out and you look at certain things, like, I mean, even in Kmart, for example, and you're looking through, you know, the homewares aisle and you think, oh, imagine if I had this and it would look this way and it would look, it would look so good and yeah. I could do this. For example, when I bought a chess set, you know, I wouldn't usually play chess, but I thought, well, when Ronello's here, we can play it. And so I had that vision in my head, and I couldn't get it out, and so I had to buy the chess set. Oh, man, you didn't have to. Well, I did, though, because <laughs> I had the vision that we oh, were going to play that chess. Means we, that means I have to play. That means we have to play, then. <laughs> exactly. Okay, after this but podcast. But so, do you know what I mean, though? It's just one of those things where you have the vision, and then you feel the need to fulfill that. Yeah. Oh, well. But we're happy. It'll uh, <laughs> work. Um, things work out for good, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think life always works out. Yeah. Everything does. Yeah. And we all have each other. Yeah. And you don't want to deny your, yourself with small things no. that make you happy. I think sometimes you should, you know, if you really want something, and you know it's a waste of money, but maybe you haven't treated yourself in two weeks, and you've had a hard, hard day, I think get it. Honestly, <laughs> you're probably not gonna think you're not gonna regret it in two months' time. Just get it, as long as it's like you know an under hundred dollar purchase. Yeah, yeah. If you're upset and you're thinking about buying something over a hundred dollars, oh, retail therapy. You know, yeah, that's when you <laughs> seek other other alternatives. Yeah, but if yeah. it's something minor and you know it's gonna feel that little bit of happiness, I yeah. think. Well, I used to have a rule. Um, okay. That to change your body um, chemistry mm-hmm. if you're sad, especially when you feel low. Is retail therapy to buy something, go or shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just have a limit. That okay. You know that every week you can't spend more than hundred bucks or fifty yeah. bucks. Or this month, um, I've only allocated two hundred bucks mm-hmm. for shopping. At least, at least you have um, like a limit. Yeah, that's just, true. Um, I mean, I think <laughs> one of the better options would be just go to the grocery store. Yeah. To fuel to fuel your retail therapy and <laughs> you know, each food is you know. Food. Oh, at yeah. least, at least a little yeah. bit more affordable than. That's another question, man. That's, that's another thing. That's a totally separate issue. Food. <laughs> the, ca- the calories. Man, <laughs> calories fuel our lives. Calories. It's kind of like yeah. Pepsi Max and Pepsi. Uh, I was yeah. having this discussion with someone the other day, and we were talking about how you know. Oh, the sugar content. Yeah. Well, yeah, and generally how people view Pepsi Max or anything that's di- a diet drink as being bad for you, because mm. they say you know it's got chemicals and stuff. And it's kind of a thing of where I look at it as from only a calories perspective. So yeah. for me, it's more of a, well, I'm just going for the option that has got zero <laughs> calories rather than just go for the, you know, for the, what the people are considering healthier. Yeah. But then having to, you know, I'm just seeing someone out there. I'm like, who Man, is where? that? Where? I swear somebody was out there. Oh. Oh, it might be my mum. Okay. Why? Well, I think I heard it before. Oh, it's funny. Oh, yeah, so it's funny because it like you can hear the watering. I don't know if you can see us. But... Uh, okay. Wait, do you want the light on or are you fine? That's right. It's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? That's a lot. Sorry, nutrition. <laughs> nutrition, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, I was just watching. Um, I haven't actually finished it. I still have like 20 minutes worth of... Um, the movie, the game changes. Okay, yeah, I I need to definitely get into it, but yeah. just at the time when I was watching it, I had a final assignment due, yeah. so I had to quickly skim over. Yeah. But I'm always willing to, I guess, be open to listening to new things. For example, keto and 
know, yeah, yeah. anything veganism or anything And I like think that. Um, it's important to have uh, an open mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You don't want to listen to just one, so you want to hear the other side too. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Ian before, if you're into vegan, maybe you should watch the Game Changers. Yeah. Because it um, presents the studies that they did um, and the athlete. They featured athletes who actually went on a plant-based mm-hmm. diet. Yeah. So maybe you should you should look into that if you want to go vegan. Yeah. But I think also if you have a, if you have if you want to make a balanced decision or an informed decision, you also want to hear the other side. Yeah. You know, if there's if if there are benefits or disadvantages or of a um of having a carnivore diet. Yeah. So I think it's beneficial to listen to both sides for sure and so I think you would have informed decision yeah and I think that you know there is a lot of insight on both sides because you've got people that you know for example I watch on YouTubers and they've been vegan for three years yeah and then they come out and they say well I had to stop being vegan because this is what happened to my body mm. and they're not saying that this is what's going to happen to everyone but they're saying this is what happened to me and you need to understand that it's it could be very different for different people because you know mm. obviously how our guts work it's very yeah, different yeah. per person and it's a very complicated thing so you also have to take, take, take into account into, yeah. the individual differences exactly yeah. yeah and I think it's also a thing of just not sending people hate because I think that's the one thing they discussed is that they were vegan and then because they weren't anymore they got a lot of hate because I guess they started off as a vegan YouTube channel for example yeah. and so when they stopped being vegan people felt this send hate because they thought well why aren't you doing it anymore you spoke so you know passionately about Mm. this topic and I think you know you shouldn't send hate because you don't know what's happened to that person you don't know what's going on what they're going through and what's led them to make that decision to stop eating the way they did and you know that's a pretty heavy decision from going from eating plant-based for three years to then being on a you know carnival diet I think it's a very big decision and I think that person must have gone through a lot to have to come to that. That's yeah. true. It's not an easy decision. Yeah. And for people who hated that person, it's almost like um, you have been ha- having a tri- tribalistic mindset. Like, exactly. You're not Which part of us anymore. Yeah. Go away. Like, it you know, shouldn't be that. It should just be that everyone's yeah. doing what's best for you know themselves and trying to do better for the future as well. But I think that you know it's a very personal thing and. You know, it just because it works for you mm. doesn't mean it's always going to work for someone else. And I yeah. think that's always important that you just worry about you and not, you know, that's a very. I mean, someone's diet. It's not. It's, it's not your business. It's yeah. yeah. And I think social media plays a big role because mm-hmm. when you announce this to your followers, for example, yeah, in a matter of minutes, people you'll get criticisms and then mm-hmm. you know comments about what you did. And that's suppose I suppose makes it worse. Yeah. Um, and it also accelerates the um, criticisms, and that's probably one bad bad thing about social media. Yeah. Um, it's not all bad, but you it's know, not there's all also bad, good no. things you can do in social media. Um, but there's some detrimental. Yeah. Aspects to it as well, which mm. I think that's a problem. Like you know, everything in life is all about balance. You just need that moderation. Yeah, that moderation. Yeah. I think. I mean, what's happened now is because we are such a society that's surrounding themselves around social media, it's that we're just kind of, you know, flowing through and just navigating through social media in the same way that everyone else is. But sometimes I think it's important to take a step back and think, well, how is this affecting me? You know, sometimes you might see something on Instagram and it affects your mood and 
you've got to think to yourself, should I still be following this person? Yeah. You know? But then good. you might not want to unfollow them because maybe, you know, maybe they were your friend three years ago and you don't really want to, you know, be petty and unfollow them. But if that person's, you know, what that person's posting isn't healthy for you, then I think, you know, your health is the most important thing at the end of the day. So... Yeah. It's funny you mentioned unfriend because, like, I don't get the idea of cutting off the friendship. Like, right. for me... I don't know. I don't get that concept. You're cutting off a friendship. So you just... If you want to cut off... Like, if you don't want to become friends with someone, mm-hmm. you just don't communicate with them. Yeah. You don't have to say, oh, right, I'm going to unfriend you. I don't... Well, I don't like, know if people just, say I'm going to... You just don't, don't communicate with them. Yeah. Like, that's you just, it. Like, you I don't mean, have to say the end. that. Yeah. It's like, it's not like a wedding. Or it's not like you're being married to each other and say, so, okay, I'm going to... I'm gonna divorce you. Yeah. It's not, like it's not marriage. Like it's. Yeah, it's, it's more. There's no commitment there. Yeah, so there's it's no more commitment a, there. So if it's not working anymore, and it's no longer mm, a good yeah. a good space to be in. Then I think. So what do you think about it? Like people making a conscious decision. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like cut the friendship off. I mean, I think you know there there has to be some sort of conscious decision because in any decision that we make, there's got to be that thought mm. beforehand. You know, otherwise. Where does it form? Where does it start to think? Where do you start to think? Oh, what makes you? What makes them? You think? What makes you? What makes them do that? Like friendship. I mean, no, you like, just don't communicate. You mean what would make you not want to be friends with someone? No, like I mean, if you want, if you don't want to become friends with someone oh, anymore, how to communicate? Just stop communicating. Yeah. Like you don't need to make a grand announcement know. saying I'm going to unfriend you. I mean, yeah. That's it. This is, well, this do is people it. do that? And I'm, say, I'm like going to you? I'm divorcing you. Like, yeah. Look, man, you're not married to that person. You don't need to make an announcement. Or, yeah. Like, you just don't communicate. Yeah, well, I don't For think me. it's an announcement. I think it's just a thing in your head, personally, that you think, like, you know, this isn't working and I don't think I want to be friends with this person anymore. It's not like an mm. announcement. It's more of a, it's a conscious decision that you make in your head of, well, I need to do yeah. what's best for me and this person isn't necessarily going to be a good Mm. part of that and so then you just sort of think well I'm not really gonna you know associate yeah. myself with them anymore I'm just gonna you know keep to myself no. and I don't think it's necessarily a thing where you announce it to them because they're probably <laughs> gonna say well I don't care yeah <laughs> you know I mean it's a it's one of those things yeah. that's gonna start a fight I mean but I think I mean that's the thing with friendships it just it comes it goes yeah and yeah. with some people I think you know, you just eventually just it just fades out. I don't yeah. think it's necessarily a thing where you sit down and talk about it and think, I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. Yeah. But it's just, things aren't working and maybe the other person doesn't want to fix it anymore and that's just it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was I was um, thinking if I, wanna do, if I want to do this, like, podcast or episodes every week, I have to read current affairs, like, I have to keep myself up to date with what's happening. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I've been trying to do that, set up news feeds on my Facebook. Okay. Um, I mean, it's got good benefits. I mean, and also bad. Like I, I haven't, yeah. ch- I haven't checked how much screen time I've spent my on my phone. Man, mine's and awful. <laughs> I don't know what the recommended average time. Okay, so like, is. what do you look at, and that makes you think, oh my god, how have I gotten to this? Because I know I, I do my banking and. Instagram, check mm-hmm. e- check emails, mm-hmm. and that's it. Make phone calls, text. What about Messenger? Messenger, yeah. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know what the right 
It's not like it tells you the right amount. It just tells you your screen time's up and your screen time's yeah. down, but it doesn't say yeah. this is the recommended screen time per day. Hmm. But it doesn't actually measure productivity. Like, it could be doing work or yeah. checking emails, which is productive, yeah. but it still counts towards your screen yeah, time. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, they probably should come up with a new app saying you know, this is your productive screen yeah. time I'm sure you could I'm sure they've and got then, an app though oh maybe I should maybe, maybe we have haven't explored it yet yeah, yeah have to surely they've it. got something like that yeah because then, then you can define what productivity means to you mm. maybe checking emails is productive yeah and then in that way you know I think you can check what apps actually yeah you can check what apps um, you spend time with so that's a good thing yeah yeah I haven't even actually solved created evil how did we jump from that to something else? Well, because we do this all and the time. <laughs> we do this all the time, like seriously. Well, that's the idea of a podcast, yeah? Or yeah. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. Well, I think so, because I think... Freestyle. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, when I listen to podcasts, what I like to listen to is like, tell me your juiciest secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, orange juice. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, like we want to see who people are. Yeah. When they go home and, you know, you know, you see someone in the work day or in, you know, university or something and it's, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Now that you mentioned workplace. Yeah. Um, you know, people used to separate, like to separate um, work friends and, and uh, non-work friends. Yeah. See, I think it's just. What do you think? I don't, I don't think you have to separate it because I think. I mean, when it comes to relationships, I mean, that's a whole different ball game because yeah. I think you're getting involved in a sort of more personal level. But, yeah. you know, I think if you happen to meet your best friend in the world through work, then so be it. Yeah. And if it, and if you meet, if you don't meet any friends through work and you're, all your friends are from school, that's okay too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just, yeah. it depends on... I completely agree. Yeah. I um, think human beings are just very fluid, I think. I think things just change really quickly. Yeah. But slowly at the same time. Mm. And um, and I notice some people, they don't want to talk things about what's happening outside of work. They only want to talk about work. Yeah. Normally. They're trying to restrict themselves into topics that are just work-related. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that can be also, that can be a good thing and also a bad thing. Yeah. Like if you do it all the time, I mean, how are you going to get the trust of, of other people at work to... Mm-hmm. To become your friends, yeah. Because who knows, man? You, you probably meet one of your best, like your best friends at work. Yeah. You don't want to restrict yourself into meeting people outside work. Yeah. Um, and I think the idea of separating strict strict separation between uh, work life or work friends and non-work friends is not valid anymore in today's context. Yeah. Um, because of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think it's it's um, it's just not healthy. I think. Yeah. Because you, you you sort of like having two lives, your life at work, your life at work, and your life outside work. Yeah. Like you want to be who you are. Mm-hmm. Like if if the manager or your company doesn't like you, I mean, who cares, man? They can if if they want to sack you, just let them sack you. Exactly. There will like, be something else out there for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to, because I think this is just my opinion. I mm-hmm. think you. They're scared that they're gonna lose their job yeah. if they they do something that they think um, are not ethical or are not mm-hmm. within the rules of, of the workplace. Yeah. Um, and they just want to play by the rules like really strictly. Yeah. I'm not saying you don't want to follow the rules, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, to to be able to gain the most out of 
meeting people, you know, whether outside of work or at work, mm-hmm. you, just, you need to be you need to be at least vulnerable, basically what we were yeah, talking what before. For, yeah. yeah, you know, share your sort of experiences, your personal lives, and who knows, man, they'll probably share some personal their personal lives too. Yeah, and exactly. You ended up, you know, being good friends. Yeah. Um, and I, th- yeah, and I think. Um, I mean, that's really the thing with friendships; it can just kind of form anywhere. Yeah. Anyhow, it just it just forms. It yeah. just. And I think it's the fear. I reckon it's the fear. Yeah. Like the fear of either losing your job mm-hmm. because really you want to keep the job, maybe mm-hmm. because you have bills, a lot of bills to pay. Yep. Um, and I think that's the, that's the main thing. That's just yeah. my opinion. And if you if you don't have that fear, you just it, it just um it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that fear, like you don't have fear of being sacked tomorrow, you can just be yourself. Um, I'm not I'm not saying that you should actually not follow the rules, but. <laughs> This is based on the assumption that you're <coughs> following the rules. Like workplaces, not drinking alcohol. Yeah, oh, definitely don't do that. Workplace. Yeah, yeah. Disclaimer, please don't do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in today's environment, like, it's, it's, uh, it's, almost, it's almost, I would say, invalid. Um, because your next job could be, you know, you your next step could be um, through someone you know of your previous job. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is sort of like what happened to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is what happened to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't have to say the company name, but <laughs> yeah. So if you maintain good relationships, good friendships, you know, when other people move to another company and and they know about certain vacancy job opportunities at their company they'll reach out to you hey you know Renella, there's a job vacancy job opportunity here come yeah. and join me like okay yeah so yeah oh we didn't even solve about who created evil okay maybe we should <coughs> solve that first and then we'll okay that's a lot a last topic for tonight okay sounds good yeah so who do you think created evil Oh man, I don't even know if I have an answer. Do you have an answer yet? Well, this is what I told, um, this is what, yeah, sort of like explained to my nephew that um, no one really created evil. Mm. It was just, uh, oh, maybe, maybe that's an invalid statement. It was just evil has to exist because of good. So I think I was trying to explain the dichotomy of good and evil. Okay. Because you can't, <coughs> you can't, you can't just say who created good or who created evil, or I should create good and you should create evil. So at some stage in the history of whoever the creator is mm-hmm. or God, if you believe in God, when he created that, when you, he created something, the good and bad actually existed existed at the same time mm-hmm. it, can't, it can't possibly have evil if there's no good that's very true yeah I mean it's like having success without failure yeah it doesn't work yeah yeah, yeah. success doesn't have a meaning if there's no failure yeah because there's no comparison yeah it's no comparison yeah okay well I mean that's probably the closest yeah and so yeah. so that was sort of like my explanation that yeah uh, it has to exist so you yeah. can't really ask the question so somehow the question is defective. So 
because evil has to has to exist for it for for good to exist yeah it always will exist I guess it was, yeah it's an imperfect world it really yeah. is yeah um I wonder if it exists for a reason besides besides the fact yeah that, like yeah. is there a you know a deeper reason but I guess that's the thing um having all these questions that you these can't are deep get questions answer, man these are deep, deep questions like we're trying to understand something deep using our own finite imagination or finite wisdom or reason. yeah I mean we're using everything that we are and all that we know to try to answer trying these to questions answer it. but yeah I think you know you can sit here and you can work through these questions for 24 hours, 24 hours. 46 hours <laughs> you know numerous <laughs> amounts of times and I think that the problem is that we don't get an answer and it's I mean, okay, this is going to go into a whole other topic, so I don't know if you want to, but yeah. the topic of, um, oh, I'm just trying to remember the word for it. Um, what is the word for when, like, we learned this in um, English literature, basically, where, oh, what is the concept? Give me a second. Um, okay, wait, wait, let me try to explain it so then at least you know what I'm talking about. Okay. But how... Oh, it's to do with, oh my god, I can't have the word out, but it's to do with like how the meaning of life yeah. is based on your personal your personal perspective. Um, okay. it's called like something ism. So like individualism? Uh, no, it's not individualism. I can get my phone out and try to like okay. look up the exact word just so we can but it's it is a pretty interesting topic. Um but so viewing life so it's like the meaning of life basically okay um oh, it just got me into thinking about what Jordan Peterson about meaning of life <laughs> like it's you're asking that's a, like a very broad question yeah and oh I remember the word I'm so sorry existentialism existentialism yeah. yes yes um that's the word. I'm so sorry. I don't That's know why it took me so long to get yeah. the word. So could you just briefly explain what that is? Yeah, I mean... Actually, let's get the In word. your own words. You're my own words. Yeah, based on what you can remember. Um, so basically, I think from, from my own memory, of my goldfish memory, um, basically it's the whole concept of everything... The meaning of life is what you give meaning to. So essentially, if you think the meaning of life is to get a job and work nine to five every day and then retire and then you die, and that's the meaning you give to your life, then that's that's the meaning. That that's what sense. it means. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so essentially, you are the creator of the meaning yeah. that you give to it. So essentially, that's what they're saying, existentialism, is that it's a very personal thing and you're mm. you're creating your, your own sense of meaning and essentially there is no meaning to life because the meaning to life is what you give it yeah so okay it's a, I mean it's a very interesting thing I guess to read and I mean it, we learned about it in English literature a bit because we talked also about just the literature of exhaustion have you ever heard of that no nah. 
So that's basically it's enlightened me. Okay, it's a very interesting concept. I, it's really stuck with me. You know, you know when you have one of those subjects and it's just you think, oh, yeah. I'm not going to enjoy this, but then you learn certain things. You think, wow, I was not <laughs> aware stuck of this. In you forever, yeah. But I mean, one of the concepts of postmodernism texts is that you know they've got literature of exhaustion, and it's basically how you know there's been numerous novels written already, and so essentially the people that are trying to write these new novels, they're not saying that they're coming up with new new ideas. Yeah. They're acknowledging that, you know, literature has been exhausted. There's been, you know, numerous novels written, there's been numerous ideas, and it's always constantly going to be that repetition. But okay. it's bringing awareness to the fact that the literature has been exhausted and it's bringing that awareness and saying that I acknowledge that it's exhausted and I'm using what has been used in the past. Is that true, you think? I mean... Well, you know what? After we talked about that, we sat around the room and it was a it was a quiet day because we only had like a quarter of the class in. Hmm. And so we had that chance to chat, really chat with the lecturer yeah. as well. And I mean, she kind of spoke about how it wasn't just to do with literature, but it also, it could also be applied to many things. Just for example, everyday conversations, you know, asking, hi, how are you? Hmm. And, you know, she, I guess, coming from an perspective where she's a little bit older yeah. you know she had seen and lived and done a lot of things she said you know it does get a bit like that it comes to the point where you think well why am I saying this because I've said all this before mm. and it was just really interesting to think about because we're just essentially doing these same things over and over again and exhausting them but then still using them yeah so uh, for example like, I'll always ask you how you are regardless how many times I ask you in 20 years time I'm still going to ask you how you are and even though we've had the same conversation it's just going to be repeated but is it just as part of um, normal courtesy yeah so, just, social <laughs> courtesy normal. yeah but it's like it's just a repetition and so that's how we kind of that's what we know is right hmm but how does that apply to like other concepts if you want to extend the same principle to like um, ideas so because I mean I think to ideas is a little bit different because I think ideas is a much broader you know with literature I mean when you're talking about a writing style mm. so for example if you're going to write a a fictional text and you're going to take the perspective of you know do a quirky one a John Green style yeah if you did a John Green style I mean it's already been used. It's already been done. And if you did that and tried to claim it as an original idea, people would say, well, that's ridiculous because we know that this is yeah. John Green's style and it's not yours. And so I think it's acknowledging that, well, I'm reusing these same ideas, but I'm doing in doing so, I'm creating awareness. I think that's essentially what it's saying. Mm. It's bringing awareness to the fact that, yeah, this, is, this has been used in the past, but there's nothing wrong with still using it as long as you're bringing awareness to the fact that this isn't an original idea can you actually um, make some modifications to make it original I mean I suppose you could because that would because if you modify something that exists it will make a new creation but you'd have to really modify it, I suppose it's just, for example mm. like if you did a recipe and you modified it there's probably someone else that's already modified it mm. to that extent so then yeah. do you have to do something so completely bizarre completely, yeah that you know, it's... I mean, for example, like, this is something completely bizarre, but it's... In vegan baking, you might use aquafaba, which is chickpea brine. Okay. And so we use that in cookies and uh, in pavlova, for example, rather than using eggs. Yeah. And so the first person that did that, 
I mean, they modified a normal recipe, a regular recipe. And so now anyone else that does that, though, is just copying that first person if they modify it that way. So they need to now think of something completely different and out of the box that it exceeds the person that thought of the chickpea brine. Okay. But I think that, you know, you can't have new ideas every day. That's not how... That's not how quick ideas come and go, I don't think. I don't think that there's always going to yeah, be a solution. That's a, good, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. You can't have new ideas every day. I mean, we're going to have ideas, but we're not going to have the right ideas be, every day. Yeah, because so, the ideas that you might think about now could be already thought about, yeah. like, you know, 10 years ago. Exactly, yeah. Um, but then you just ne- you just don't know. Who, mm-hmm. like, um, it's all just about experimenting. You've got to test out you know you might have an idea and then I might come to you and I might say hey Renelia this is my idea and you might say oh well I've actually had some prior knowledge of the topic and we might have a discussion form a new idea you know it's just Hmm. exertion I learned something today okay nice there you go alright looks like we've solved the question of evil (laughs) have we solved the question of what is life Oh man, that's a broad question. That would be another episode. What is life? Why life? <laughs> uh, I was thinking about. I was just saying before about the meaning of life, and then and then I remember. I think Jordan Peterson. Like you have to contextualize that question mm-hmm. because if you ask that question, like a hundred years ago, though, yeah. you would get a different answer. Yeah. Like if you ask it now, um, and also depend who you're asking. Yeah. If you're asking someone in the, in the middle of like a divorce mm-hmm. or something in a very difficult situation, yeah, you know the meaning of life could be okay. I just want to get this done. I just want to get this result. That could be the meaning of life to them. Yeah. So I suppose it's you have to contextualize the meaning the, that question that's to true, the personal yeah. circumstances. And I guess that's why even after all this time, we can't solve it. Hmm. I mean, I think we always maybe try to attempt. I don't we think ev- attempt, I don't think yeah. everybody attempts to answer it. I think people, some people probably don't even think about it. Yeah. But I think when you do think about it that little bit too much. Yeah, because it's like so broad. Like, these are these are broad words like meaning. Yeah. Life. In yeah. one sentence, what is the meaning? That's yeah, like I mean, I suppose we're, ask, we're all asking different questions, aren't we? But I guess yeah. I mean, what I kind of if I had to, if I could have any one question answered. I'd probably want to know why we're here and, you know, I guess I just want to know that... That's a big that question. That's a big question. It is, it's a really big question, isn't it? I suppose yeah. it's because it can make you scared because... That's probably more important than what the, the what the meaning of life is. Yeah. Because for me, I mean, you know, I can find meaning. I can probably, you know, I can probably search really deep and yeah. try to give myself some sort of meaning and stick to that. Mm. But I just, I'd rather someone tell me. You know. I think that mm, that's a that's a that's a good way to end this actually. Yeah, like, something to think you, about. If there's two questions, like if if you have a choice to pick one question between what is the meaning of life and why are you here, mm-hmm. it's probably more important to answer the second question. Why, yeah. Why are you here? Because I think if we did have an answer, if someone if someone said to me, "You're here because." you know, we're going to create something better and this is just, you know, a test. Yeah. And from, you know, after this, you'll die and there'll be this amazing thing and you'll be really happy. And I think that if you were told that, maybe we would die, maybe we would live the rest of our life feeling quite okay. We, You know, you'd feel less scared of the future and, you know, yeah. less out of the loop. Yeah. But I think 
also part of growing up is accepting that you're not going to f- get that answer and accepting that it's okay. I yeah. think it's going to be okay. Yeah. And also it's personalized. Because when you say, what is the meaning of life? That's that's too broad. Yeah. But if you say, what? why am I here? It's yeah. like it's personalized. You, like you're yeah. asking yourself. Why am I it's, here? It's, yeah. it's, it's, you've narrowed down it to yourself. Yeah. And I think it's um, very important to have yeah. these these deep chats because I think you know it creates substance for you I mean it adds to your personality it's, it's part of who you are when you yeah. when you have those chats and you talk about you know those levels of debt because if you just kind of sit there and think about it by yourself it's a really scary thing yeah. and it's very overwhelming but whereas when you've got two you know average human beings just talking to each other in a relaxed setting it's just it's yeah. nice it's nice and to I talk think about it it's good to have this because you know when you talk to someone mm-hmm. and 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 that some that person actually says something, yeah. And then something triggers in your mind. Oh, hang on. Yeah. And it creates another um, momentum or to start another like point. Yeah. Or, like a segue to another point or topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how g- good ideas mm-hmm. come about by yeah. having um, this good quality discussions. Yeah, for sure. Because um, you're trying to like what Jordan Peterson said. You know, to test, you have to test your idea because if you think about something, you have to test if that idea lasts. You know, can last um, criticisms. Yeah, exactly. Um, so and criticism. That's that's yeah. the biggest thing. I mean, you need you need someone to kind of yeah go through it. your thoughts with you. Mm. And I mean, just in anything. For example, if we were going to record a song, you know, I'd show it to you and I'd say like, Renella, give me your honest opinion because yeah. then I know that I'm not just making something that I think is good and. You know, it's actually just horrible. Yeah. And so I think you always need that criticism to make sure mm. to keep you in check, almost to just say, oh, okay, and yeah. it's just adding you, to your ideas and thoughts and things like that. Yeah. And you have to be willing to do that because <clears throat> some people don't are not willing to do that. Yeah. But then they don't improve. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, that's another hard thing, isn't it? Yeah. Do you choose? Would, what do you do in the, I guess that situation? Do you are you honest or yeah. do you hold back? No, nah, because if, if um if someone is my friend. Yeah. Um, I would say I try to be, I try to say it in in a nice positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, look, this is this is what the market is doing. This is what the audience like, and try to communicate that in a way that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing with criticism. Um, one of the questions we had in a group topic at uni was how do you take criticism and how do you take negative criticism well? Mm. And it's I guess one of the most common answers was that people are always going to have criticism and it's up to you whether you agree with it or not so you know for example someone might not actually be an expert on the topic and they may have given you criticism and you can take it and you can listen to it but you don't have to agree to it you don't have to say well this is the truth you can seek out advice from someone else as well and make sure that you know that you are receiving a well-rounded sort of criticism yeah yeah. and you don't even know if that criticism is valid yeah or or correct Exactly, um, but I think it's important in friendships yeah. to be. I mean, I'd like to know that I could say to you, "What do you think of this?" And you'd be yeah. honest because it's better that you're honest with me, and you. It's better that one person crushes my feelings rather than, yeah. I guess, twenty people that might. Yeah, because you, know, you don't want to get to that stage. Yeah. Where someone, your friend, tells, "Oh, it's good, it's good." Yeah. But then you get to that stage where it's too late. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, so you might be sparing their feelings now, but really yeah. it just does more damage. But in the you're long not run. helping them in the long run. For sure. Mm. Well, I'm glad I can come to you for. I'm now going to come oh, to you man. for advice. Oh man, why did I say that? I didn't know you were going to be honest, yeah. so I thought you were just going to be like, "Yeah, oh, it's good." Jeez, man. <laughs> um, yeah, 
think that's it. Oh. I, was th- I was just thinking about something. I forgot. Um, <coughs> we can talk about it next time. Okay. Yeah. I think that's probably... Do you have to end it um, in some way, or...? Well, questions. Oh, we already ended it. <laughs> like, you know, you know, if there's two questions... Yeah. That, that's probably more important to answer. Like, in your own life. Mm-hmm. Just to answer that question. Why are you here? Rather than what is the meaning of life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Enjoy life. Have a good day.